fictional friends, and welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shireen. And it is officially the month of February, which means it's time for a new theme. And yes, it's February. It's Valentine's Day. It's the month of love. But who cares about that? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Because we're talking about paranormal and supernatural this month. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So anything, anything in in that realm, which really, to be fair, paranormal and supernatural occurrences and aspects of stories can be in so many different genres at this point which is definitely part of like a discussion that we're gonna have this month yeah but, you know and i would say we're definitely trying to stick more to the paranormal yeah i guess so yeah yeah you know you're right to an extent supernatural then you're like putting in like vampires vampires and, and werewolves, werewolves and stuff and, like that yeah. which like they count but you know <laughs> but then i would be talking about twilight again <laughs> we promise we're not really gonna bring it up that much this month i hope <laughs> She says in a hopeful tone. She says, as in, stop it. As in, please stop. We need to stop. Why are we still doing this? Exactly. Um, And for some reason also, so far 2024, for some reason, gives us, makes us make these decisions where we pick like a terrible film adaptation as the first choice of the month. It's for entertainment, really. I think so. I think, I don't know what it is. Maybe people hate it when we're like annoyed with a movie, but personally, I find it gives us a lot to talk about. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So to kick things off for Paranormal Month, I feel like this is going to be really a lot for people because I had no idea until you brought this up when we were trying to decide on films for this month. I have no idea this was based on a book. So Uh. this week we're talking about the 2005 adaptation of Just Like Heaven starring Reese Witherspoon and Mark Ruffalo. It's one of those dreams and you know you're dreaming. Another one, my, my been sort of seeing someone that's not there. You mean she's emotionally unavailable? You are. I am, uh, I can't remember. How is it that I can see her and no one else can? Righteous. I know it's crazy. She's right here with us right now. Could you just hold on just a sec? Get the hell out of here, you freak! The apartment upstairs, it belonged to a young woman. I don't know of a single date that she'd ever been on. She was like a cat lady without any cats. She's a little dog. God knows she wasn't dating anybody. I did not know that this was a book until you told me when we were, we, <laughs> I really think it shows like a really great sort of the dichotomy between you and I as people, because when I, we, when we decided we were like, Hey, paranormal would be cool. I'm like, I'm just, I'm like, okay. I'm like this horror movie, this horror movie, this horror movie. Like we have this one, this one, these are all based on books and Shereen's just like, Oh, there's just like heaven. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I know this because I actually read the book. <laughs> Okay, so um, Just Like Heaven is actually based on a French novel from 1999 called um, If Only Were True or a Si C'était Vrai, which is a novel by Mark Levy. Um, I had no idea that this was a thing at all. I was really surprised when you said this. I, I like looked it up when you told me because I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, because I was like, I don't believe that a mid, mid-aughts rom-com was based, was on, based a on a book. That's insane. That makes no sense to me at all. And yet, here we are, and I'm proven wrong. <laughs> and I, I only read the book because at my French high school, it was one of the few <laughs> romance novels on the summer reading list, I believe. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, I could do that one. Yeah, sure. I can yeah. just get that one done, <laughs> yeah. like, over the summer, basically. And it wasn't like, you know, Les Miserables. Or yeah, like a big tome that you were going yeah. to have to really, really 
really like force yourself through or something. Yeah, it's just like you get to the summer and they're just like, do you know what you could do over the summer? Just read Dr. Zhivago. Like, <laughs> oh. oh, the number of times and stuff like that was on the list. And I'm like, where's the romance one? You're like, oh, God, where's it? Well, technically, Dr. Zhivago is kind of a ro- kind of a romance, but there's just it's, it's also just like depressing. Anyway, <laughs> um, OK, so just like Heaven was released in 2005, if you forgot about this movie, you're not the only one. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> currently has a score of 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb and 54% on Rotten Tomatoes, which personally I think is a little high. It Sorry. really is. <laughs> I don't know if to an extent at the time that's, oh my God, the audience score is 75%. What? <laughs> okay, wow. This movie is so bad. It's barren. I was the one who recommended it because i knew this one was gonna go off on a horror tangent and then she for this was month. and then she and was, was the like, first one when she watched it first and she's the first one texting me this is so fucking terrible we just should have watched something different and i was yep. like okay i but. was ready to abandon it halfway through yeah. the movie and be like can we just watch ghost or something is ghost based on a book i don't know oh my gosh right you can't just say that <laughs> <laughs> i just wanted to watch anything but this anyway okay <laughs> anyway this film stars Reese Witherspoon as Elizabeth Masterson, who is a, a, a resident. Is she a resident or a doctor? In the movie, she's a full-on doctor. In the book, she's a resident. A resident. I think she's a full. Yeah, you're right. She's also, a. Her name is Lauren. An emergency in the book. room. Yeah, sorry, an emergency room doctor uh, in the San Francisco area. Who is like you know a full-on workaholic of course mm-hmm. i love that she's like a crazy workaholic who works like what did she what is she, the 26 beginning of hours 26 hour shifts looking like reese witherspoon at the end of it I which know. i'm like okay <laughs> yeah sure her hair still looks pretty good for somebody who's just worked 26 hours yeah. in an emergency room um uh, so she's a total workaholic one particular evening her sister and brother-in-law are having people over for dinner and they want to like intro- do like a blind date thing and introduce her to this guy uh, she winds up taking off later than she would have because she, again, is really, really obsessed with work. And she also wants to be, I think, offered a permanent position That's or right. a promotion, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's between her and two of her <laughs> colleagues. And she wants to be offered, like, no, you're right. She is resident in the movie because uh, I think it's, it's like a head resident position. Okay, or so she wants to be offered, like, the hospital. permanent position at that hospital yeah. as opposed to somewhere else. And she is offered it at she the beginning. At, yes. At, but the main, <clears throat> her, her boss says to her, you have to go home. Yeah, he's like, listen, you've been here for over a day. Please leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, of course, in her haste and on her way to this dinner at her sister's place, she gets into a really bad car wreck. And we don't really see what else has happened at that point. We just mm. see that she gets into this terrible car accident. Then we meet, uh, what is it, David, David Abbott, sorry, who is a landscape architect um, who's moving into a new apartment which we do see is elizabeth's apartment and we're assuming this is like a number of weeks months later we don't know maybe years who who knows um david very quickly is shown to be like a mess of a human being he has a pretty severe drinking issue and like you know i was just very confused watching it because it's like he's got a drinking issue he's clearly spending his entire days and nights just at his apartment yeah I don't feel like he's working at all. Like, and so I'm like, how is he affording rent? Like, it just seems like everything is falling apart. I also have to question a little bit. I'm like, wow, this is my, my, um, rom-com love interest like ooh. yeah like ooh. real you know i think he needs some therapy like maybe. therapy maybe perhaps like some <laughs> like, counseling before like, i don't know like again are we going down the toxic trope of love will cure him spoiler alert kind of it does yeah kind of <laughs> yeah, that is kind of where it goes yeah. um 
so David is looking for a new apartment to lease, and Elizabeth's happens to be one of the ones that's available, but he doesn't really know anything about the situation other than that it's a short-term lease right mm-hmm. now. Like, they're not looking for, a, like, a year-long lease. It's month-to-month at the moment, and they and won't say furnished. why. Yeah. So he moves in because it's the best option. Uh, And shortly after getting there, all of a sudden one evening when he's like wandering around in the apartment, Elizabeth appears and thinks that he's broken into her apartment. And they have this really strange sort of interaction where Mm -hmm. he's like, oh my God, you're in my apartment. She's like, no, you're in my apartment. Right. Um, And she seemingly not long after that vanishes into thin air. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. He like actually thinks he's gone crazy. Um, and uh, I think in the book, if I'm okay, so in the book, the difference is that she does get into the car accident, but she wakes up next to her comatose body. So she knows immediately that she's in a coma. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then she gets frustrated because nobody can see her. Mm-hmm. And she goes over to her apartment and meets uh, this architect whose name is Arthur in the book, uh, not David, uh, and realizes he can see her. And so they start striking up a conversation. Right. Okay. So that, I feel like it's, that's probably an easier introduction. I know that this is supposed to be some sort of like enemies to lovers meet cute situation Mm. that they have because basically she thinks he's like some kind of squatter and he thinks that she's a crazy lady who keeps breaking into his apartment right um until he realizes that she like disappears because at one point she goes to call the police and her hand literally goes through the phone well he's telling her like oh my god you're dead you're dead you're dead yeah yeah and she's and you know she refuses to believe it at first which is normal i think we'd all like to be in denial if we're assume if we're told that we're we're dead like jesus (laughs) um and so after I guess some back and forthing about things, you know, she comes to realize like, God, I guess maybe I am dead mm. or like, but who am I? Cause she can't even remember her own name. Right. Or so, who she was, what she no. did or anything. So yeah. they decide to start kind of investigating to figure out who she was. He calls the real estate broker, but she has no information for him as the family hasn't really indicated anything to her, like as far as what the situation was with Elizabeth. Um, so he visits her neighbors. None of them are helpful because she was such a workaholic, of course, that she was never home and she never got to know her neighbors. So they were like, Oh God, yeah, there was somebody living in that apartment. eh? like, I, you know, no idea. Um, they shoehorn in the, uh, they shoehorn in this stupid thing with like some hot girl who lives downstairs who starts flirting with him for no reason. And I was like, what's the point of this? I don't get it. And she's like, ridiculously forward it's very strange and very tropish like it's just not something that would happen but it's also like harassment like she's like bordering on like sexual harassment it's a little much and i'm just like i don't think that we accept this kind of like trope no no i don't i I don't think so and it's just very like i don't know it's so it's just very like oh well the male main character must be desirable so other women are going to throw themselves at him and i'm like you know women don't regularly do that right like that's not really much of a thing that happens no yeah (laughs) Yeah. um so when david starts looking into i guess like uh, ghosts and like psychic phenomenon things like that and what could be going on he goes to this bookstore and starts looking into the information. Then he, oh God, what's this character's name? He meets this character who works at the bookstore named Daryl, played by Napoleon Dynamite. No, I don't know his actual name. I, like, I was watching this movie. I watched the entire movie and I'm looking at this character going, where do I know him from? And then when Megan was watching it, she texts me right away and she's like, oh my God, Napoleon Dynamite's in this? And I'm like, that's who he is. The fun difference between Shireen and I is that the minute that I don't know who someone is, but they, like, I recognize them, I will go look it up. And she just sits for the whole film and is like, who is that? Who 
is <laughs> because it's like a game at that point okay and especially for this movie because it was so boring I, it was keeping me semi-entertained yeah you know so okay so david enlists daryl's help because daryl seems to have some sort of psychic ability very vague we're not really sure what it is it's mostly just it's it's really just at the filmmakers capitalizing off the fact that Napoleon Dynamite had come out maybe a couple of years before mm-hmm. this yeah. and had been so insanely popular that this guy could just play a weird character and everybody would, I guess, be into it, but they're not because it's stupid and it's not good and it doesn't it doesn't advance anything or help anything other than to have this character give you a few exposition dumps of like coming over to the apartment and he can't see or hear Elizabeth, but he can feel her. Yeah. And he's like, whoa, yeah, no, she's way too strong way too intense i don't think this girl is dead like this is weird she doesn't seem like she's actually dead because i can feel her way more than i would expect to be able to um so and at the same time uh, daryl points out again things that we have not really been privy to only in very vague context as to like why david is like depressed and pitiful all the time and i i really feel like they don't take enough time on this piece. They definitely don't take it very seriously. No, like, the guy is, like, completely falling apart one minute, and then the next minute, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, and you've got something weird going on with you, and we just kind of swat that subject away a little bit, you know? Yeah, that's it. So, um, what it turns out happened, of course, like, you know, Elizabeth initially thinks that David's a big fat mess because he was dumped by a woman or something, and he won't get over it, Mm. but of course, that's not the case. He's a widower. His wife passed away, I think, sometime within the past year or so very suddenly very suddenly um she had like a stroke a cerebral hematoma hematoma or something she'd like a an embolism basically like just very very sudden out of nowhere she was young she was fine yeah um and obviously he's you know still grieving and having a really difficult time moving on from that which is very understandable but not once do we see this character visit a therapist or go through any motions to cope with said grief other than drink himself into a stupor and talk to a maybe not ghost my issue with this is that so in the book he's grieving his mother's death yeah now grieving your mother's death not to take away anything from it is very different than grieving your young your partner's death sudden death yeah and like his wife died right in front of him Mm -hmm. and quite by the way the way that he describes it in quite like a a very shocking like traumatic way yeah she basically sat down said her head hurt and then pretty much collapsed and didn't wake up and then didn't wake up yeah um this man is like in the very early stages yes, of yeah. grief and like again there's no timeline for grief and even if it had been like I don't even think he says when she died did, it, did he I just I am I my I don't think so I took from context like I kind of inferred that it seems to have been sometime within the last year or so right I think so let's say it's within the last year let's say it was five years ago based on his behavior yeah. he is so far in his grief like he is nowhere near getting out of his grief yes yeah that the rest of the movie from this point on makes zero effing sense to me yeah also reese witherspoon and mark ruffalo have zero chemistry oh yeah sorry I thought guys that this was gonna be like a friendship kind of yeah thing. because the thing is they're like they're both good actors and it's it's really not that it's just that like with the writing and everything their chemistry together just doesn't exist and there are only really sp- like they really most of the time just spend their time talking yeah and other than pieces of dialogue that tell you that they're falling in love with each other, quote unquote, they 
they don't seem to be, they just seem to be people who are helping one another. Like there right. really doesn't seem, there's not, it's not giving me anything to be like, Oh boy. Wow. These two are, are really, really falling for each other. Like you don't see it happening no. at all. It's just the dialogue tells you that it is exactly like it's a forced, like very you know, much. Hey, uh, person watching this movie now this is what's happening like exactly. so when that that girl is like comically throwing herself at him you know elizabeth is standing there in the hallway and she's like you should just go and be with her she obviously wants to be with you and he's like no i don't want he's like no her. i don't want that and you're like oh, and you're like okay. okay and you're like because it's kind of odd and then you're like oh oh is this gonna be a love thing like it honestly took no, me a minute true. if you <laughs> I, it had been like a long time since i saw it and i knew i remember that that's it it was like obviously they get together at the end blah blah there is no spoiler alert needed for that it's like a mm-hmm. rom-com from the mid-2000s come on we all know how that ends but uh, it's just it's really i guess i just never paid attention to how poorly sewn together it was yeah. until i like watched it again um But anyway, back to the whole thing. Part of the... I guess researching that they're doing. Uh, there's, uh, they're in this restaurant, and a man has like a medical emergency, and Elizabeth is able to walk David through how to help him, mm-hmm. and that's how they realize she's a doctor. Mm-hmm. And there is a hospital close by, which was the hospital that she worked at. So they go there, and that's how the discovery is made that she's not dead. Like Daryl said, she is in fact in a coma right. after that car accident three months ago. Per what we're. Um, given to understand I think is what like the other doctor says that's right three months yeah and again going back to like the whole notion that in the movie you don't know if she's dead or not yeah. to begin with genuinely thought this was some sort of friendship story yeah. where like he was gonna help this ghost like go over to the other move side. on or yeah. whatever yeah that's it um yeah so anyway uh when the whole indication of like, you know, like, okay, maybe we can do something about this is that he touches her hand and Mm. she feels it. And she's like, I felt that like that Mm. you did that. So like, I'm still there enough potentially. Um, but at the same time, uh, different information, you know, of course things have to come in to kind of (sighs) complicate things more because of course it's been several months. She's not really shown any sign of recovery particularly. And so of course now, you know, the hospital is speaking to her sister about uh, taking her off of life support because Mm. they're kind of at the point where they're like, we don't know if she's ever going to wake up, if she's ever going to recover. It just doesn't seem like it right now. So that's kind of what's being given to her. And she's obviously, you know, very hesitant to do that. Totally understandably. This is her sister and basically is just like very angrily, like, I will think about it. Like, I'm not going to say yes right now. I will think about it. I mean, it doesn't help that the doctor asking her to do this is the douchey other resident who got Elizabeth's position over Only her. after she wound up in a fucking coma yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, they, this is supposed to be the stuff where, like, there are scenes after where they're, I guess, bonding over montages where she finds out that that's it. He was a landscape architect before. Uh, he built really nice gardens and she's like, I used to come here and blah, 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 blah. And I think this is where they're shoehorning in the love story where you're suddenly like, oh, okay, sure. It definitely is shoehorned in. Like, that is a very good term for it. Yeah, it's I feel like, like it is. Oh, let's, let's like put <clears throat> some in here. Exactly. Um, so, uh, obviously things take more of a turn cause they're trying to make this like to fix this, but obviously things take more of a turn when, um, David gets a call from his realtor who's like, Oh, Hey, guess what? You can have a long-term lease. Like they're going to mm-hmm. offer it to you. And he's like, why? Mm-hmm. And the realtor's like, well, unfortunately, you know, that's it. This woman 
it was tragic. She had a car accident, but um, it's been a few months, and they're taking her off of life support, and he's like, fuck. And then they just start freaking across so then they're, town. Yeah, so then it becomes like a whole like race against the clock kind yeah. of thing, because we need to pick up the pace, obviously, in order to come to an end. Um, and so it, David's like, okay, I need you to tell me things about your sister and stuff, because I need to convince her not to take you off of life support goes over to her apartment and then that's it the one secret that she has that literally like no one else knows is that apparently like five minutes before her sister got married she made out with her (laughs) ex-boyfriend jj jj um and so of course when he tells her this the sister is this really funny actress i've seen her in stuff before um and she like freaks out in this really appropriate way and kicks him out of her place but of course also i guess just to give us that extra bit it's not it can't just be that david tells her something that no one else would know about no no it's also that the niece for some reason sees elizabeth yeah when she's there and yeah you're like, the, the two little girls are having like a, a, a tea, tea party, party and then the, the younger one goes and gets elizabeth a cookie and yes. puts it in front of her because she can see her and she's like oh can you see me yeah um and then when he leaves the little girl says is is aunt elizabeth having having more, more tea? tea and her mom and the mom's like what the fuck yeah um so yeah so they decide to like spend their last day together, whatever. Um, they, and then the next day he's like, no, we're not going to let this happen. We need to do something. And she's like, well, I mean, I don't know what you can do other than like steal my body from the hospital. And he's like, okay, we're doing that. (laughs) And she's like, you need somebody to help you. And his friend, this guy who we've seen in a couple of scenes previous to this, the one who encouraged him to keep drinking, I believe. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was fucked up. Um, (laughs) uh, yeah, he's, uh, his friend Jack, that's it. Who, by the way, I realized in during their first conversation, Jack's a therapist. What? Yeah, he is. Oh God. Yeah, I know. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. I know. It's fucked up. Anyway, I did not catch that. Oh yeah, no, I did, and I was like, and then the way he acts for the entire movie, I was like, what's happening right now? <laughs> not the type of therapist you would want. Not at all. So he enlists Jack to help him, um, and it turns out they find out through conversation because they get to the hospital and he sees Elizabeth, and Jack's like, oh my God, it's Elizabeth. And David's like, why the fuck do you know who Elizabeth is? And he's like, I used to date her sister. So it turns out that Jack is the JJ that made out with the sister right before her wedding. And of course, David says this to him and he's like, whoa, why do you know that? No one knows that. And Elizabeth's standing there going, I knew I recognized him. And she's like, I knew I recognized him. He's, what is it, older and hairier, but it's him. (laughs) Aren't we all? Uh, (laughs) I feel that. (laughs) So. They steal her, they, yeah, that's it. They try to steal her body, I should say. They try to take her body out of the hospital, but obviously, um, oh yes, okay, sorry, before I continue with that, this is also a scene where, again, this is why we're getting the whole, like, oh, it was meant to happen kind of thing, because it turns out that on the night of the accident, um, David was the man that Elizabeth was meant to be meeting who because she was like oh he's a friend of a friend because I guess he's a friend of Jack's right so she was like he's a friend of a friend he's really nice you should meet him and I'm sure that Jack like was shoving David into this situation because he was like please get over your dead wife yikes and go meet someone else (laughs) yikes therapist (laughs) yeah for real um but of course that's it she got into her accident and it turns out I think David flaked and he never went to that dinner in the first place so Anyway, I, just, I have no <laughs> words. Like right this, now? Uh, <laughs> this movie is so boring. 
boring. It's like, so boring. We're making it sound a lot more exciting than it actually is. Yeah, it's me. true. Can confirm there's really nothing like exciting about <laughs> it, particularly. I mean, I guess if you're like a Reese Witherspoon fan or a Mark Ruffalo fan, sure. You'd be disappointed. Yeah, probably, to be fair. <laughs> Shereen texts me halfway through the movie. She's like, oh, Mark Ruffalo was still in his sexy phase at this point. I was like, did he have a sexy face? <laughs> I think she meant in his rom com phase because he'd done 13 going on 30 also. Yeah, he was cute. Okay. <laughs> Not my and type. then I realized it's because he's kind of like a dorky nerd, and I'm like, oh, he's like my it's husband. It's like my husband. <laughs> She's I love how on brand everybody is about these things. Every time one of us is attracted to a guy in a movie, we realize, well, not all the time, but unless it's the total opposite of the partner that we're with, if yeah. it's like the nice guy character, I'm like, oh God, it's because he's like my fiance. Yeah. <laughs> kind exactly. of. That's yeah. why. Anyway. <laughs> Um, okay, so they, anyway, so of course they have this whole meant to be moment and that is when David decides to declare that he's in love with Elizabeth, which you're like, what? Why? Oh God. It just, it doesn't make (laughs) sense. Like again, he's just, just cured of his grief. Immediately because he's fallen in love with another woman, which I'm like, that just seems like it's a a rebound, but sure. And it's literally like... It's been, like, how long the timeline of this movie? Like, three weeks? Yeah, like, I don't know, maybe, like, a month-ish? Month, Yeah, like, she's been in a coma for three months. Yes, yeah. They've had time to put her apartment up, like, give give enough of a delay for her to wake up, put her apartment for rent, somebody else move in, them have this whole montage of trying to figure out who she is, um, a montage of him going and and getting, like, different... um, people into the apartment to try and like expel her oh god i forgot about that yeah there's a really Um, dumb montage with like ghostbusters and and ghostbusters and like all sorts of things this movie has a lot of montages very and they're very um, they're so corny and over the top like i mean it's it's very 2005 oh god it sure is and so it's like so in this time frame which must only be about a month he's like it must be like a a week that he's fallen in love with her yeah and i just i really struggle with it like it just it gives me the ick to be honest yeah um so as they're trying to take abby out abby sorry elizabeth out of the hospital (laughs) who's abby sister is abby (laughs) anyway abby shows up security stops him as well because other doctors have realized that he's not a doctor and does not work at that hospital uh security stops him as well um and then in all of the commotion her like breathing tube has come out which also that's not that can't be true you're, it's like shoved, it's like shoved down your well, throat. I don't think that it's like anchored in there. No, but if she's intubated, like, wouldn't that be anyway? Well, I think it's like down your mouth, right? Like, I don't think it's like is a it? tracheotomy. I don't, I don't know. No, no, no. It's, it would if you're, be down her mouth. Okay, whatever. Yeah. I don't know how this works. I, I mean, don't know doctor things. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm sure this movie doesn't know them either. So, um, so of course, okay. and then she's like, oh God, it's like, you know, and she like, she disappears, like her spirit or whatever you'd like to call she's it. She's like, it's all getting so, she's like, so what does she say? Hazy, probably, or something. Yeah, that's it. So she disappears, and then, of course, this is what caused... Which I'm like, really? That fixed everything? Just all you had to do was rip out that breathing (laughs) tube, and she's fine? (laughs) Rip that bad boy out like a band-aid. Yeah, that's it. So Elizabeth wakes up, um, and she, of course, recognizes Abby, who's her sister, but she doesn't recognize David when she sees him. Well, and that makes sense, because she knew him as a spirit. Yeah. As an astral projection. I don't know what she's supposed to be. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> of course, he gets all sad boy about it yeah, he does. and leaves and goes on a sad boy montage of sitting on <laughs> park benches. It's another montage. 
god. <laughs> it's true. He has a whole like moment sitting on a park bench and, <laughs> and being all sad. I don't like a girl. Yeah. So he gets very sad boy about it. Um she, you know, kind of gets back to her life slowly but surely. And then one day when she goes back to her apartment, she's drawn up to the rooftop where David has made this really beautiful garden because she had mentioned in passing earlier on that she thought it would be nice to do something really nice in the rooftop like area that she has with the lease i guess i don't know i usually the rooftop wouldn't be just for one person but whatever you know her apartment is massive oh it's absolutely and san francisco is one of the most expensive cities in the world to live in i get it i know she's she's i know she's a doctor but damn she's a a resident and it's got like four bedrooms it's insane it's massive it's absolutely huge there's an entire huge hallway that you can see three or four bedrooms and in a bathroom and you're like what the fuck how big is this place like they could film an entire sitcom in that oh it's crazy yeah Yeah, no it's like a it's it's absurd it's like a friends or new girl level apartment that you're like how big are these fucking apartments guys and these like absolutely massive cities like new york and la and san francisco like these huge cities that are very expensive it's crazy anyway so she's drawn up onto the roof and when she gets there she finds david and he's you know made it into this whole like very beautifully landscaped like garden and then all of her memories come back in the form of a montage oh god (laughs) oh i forgot how much we used to have montages like we it still happens don't get me wrong it still happens a lot in movies it's it's more in like an ironic sense kind of yeah that's it there it's usually anyway uh but oh my god did we love a montage like 20 odd years ago it's crazy um and of course all of her memories come back and he says he's done it all for her blah blah and then they kiss and the movie ends because also that's a good hallmark of like very pg um rom-coms from the late 90s and early 2000s there was usually one kiss between the characters right at the end of the movie which i'd really like to think is where hallmark came came in after with all of their stuff you get one kiss at the end and that's it because it's all about their love yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, whatever. And then you, um, oh yeah, and then there's this really weird random thing where for some reason their rooftop garden fades into a snow globe that Daryl is holding and he's like, sweet. And then the movie cuts to credits and it doesn't Who make sense. Daryl? The Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, no. What he says is, oh shit, what does he say? I don't know. Oh, it's like something, he's got like this one line, this word that he keeps saying, like, not like totally tubular but like something like that <laughs> yeah uh yeah it's dumb um and it and also i d- like what did that have to do with anything we've not we've only spoken about one particularly righteous righteous that's thank what he you. keeps saying righteous yeah sorry we've only spoken about one particularly paranormal thing which is really just elizabeth herself in this movie there's been no mention of magic in any way shape or form where the fuck did that come from that was like the ending of Krampus when they're all in the snow globe. Except oh, yeah. that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's your supernatural element. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> um, and we're back. And we're back, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's terrible, guys. It's so bad. It's so... And it's just... It's so boring. Like, it moves at a snail's pace for some reason, even though it's not that long of a film, no. particularly. because And the characters have no chemistry. Like, the actors Mm-mm. have no chemistry at all in no. the film. So there's just nothing... There's nothing that keeps you interested no. in what's going on. No. You know, it's one of those sort of background things where I was easily able to have this sort of movie playing while I was working. 
and yeah, I think still I was on my phone the whole time. Yeah, and still followed the entire plot of the film because it's not like it's anything complicated. But 100%. didn't like wasn't there was no time where I was ever so intrigued that I needed to turn around and really pay attention to it the whole time. You know, and I get it. I can hear y'all thinking like it's a rom com from two thousand five. What know. do you expect? But like. I don't know, something? Well, it's been almost 20 years since this movie came out, and I think that we're kind of getting to the point now where a lot of these things just, like, don't work anymore. Like, we, we've, I think we've started slowly but surely to move past a lot of these mm-hmm. kinds of, like, just writing something, you know, writing a film, putting a cast in it that's recognizable, throwing it at the wall and hoping it sticks kind of thing. Like, we don't really do that quite as often anymore, and there tends to be more thought that goes into like actually making a good film. So I think that that makes a difference now because, but you can just feel it with something like this. And it doesn't mean I'm not, I'm generalizing. I'm not saying that every movie in the early aughts was like this, but there were just a lot of rom-coms like in about a 10 year span or so that were very, very similar to this. And to your earlier point, like, you know, what we were saying in this one is that there was some serious subject matter that they were like, trying to make comedic almost or like just kind of glossing over which like that's not funny and his wife died you were saying earlier like that was something that they did a lot of like at that time period yeah, we really could, like, look back at some of these rom-coms and be like Ooh. yeah there was definitely i can't like look it's there were so many it's really difficult to think of a bunch of them like off the cuff kind of mm. but i find also like even if i'm just thinking of like reese, reese witherspoon films mm. um there were just even other movies of hers that she made around the same time that were very comedic. Cause like, let's face it, Reese Witherspoon's up there with like the rom-com Queens yes, of, of like course. the nineties and two thousands for sure. But there were other movies of hers that could still be fun and silly and everything, but still tackle certain issues with a, a, like a more clever kind like of legally lens. Blonde. Yeah. Like, you know, like she's sexually harassed by her teacher. Yeah. You know, and they and that was not okay. They didn't make it's a not joke okay. out of it. They don't make a joke out of it. Yeah. It is taken seriously. Her reaction to it is serious, and like her response later on in the film is serious. And that's like a silly, goofy movie to an extent. But there's just so much more of a good underlying message behind yeah. it. Where then you look at this and you're like, oh my god, yeah. terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. I would love to know if anybody knew that this book existed. I couldn't believe that Shireen knew. And I read it. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Um, So if you have or if you've seen this movie, maybe you like this movie and we've just spent like 30 minutes shitting all over it. (laughs) I'm fully expecting a letter from Miss Witherspoon. (laughs) (laughs) She's getting all pissed at us. Sorry. (laughs) She probably knows. She's smart. Um, Anyway, you can let us know what you thought about all of that over on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at FullyBookedCA. You can also check out our Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash book was way better but until next week guys keep on reading thanks everyone